Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. On today's Get Ready for the Future show, the importance of confidence. We believe your retirement should be more confident. Confidence comes from knowing and planning. If your retirement needs a confidence boost, get ready for some steps you can take. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. All across the state of Arkansas, welcome in for another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. Glad to have you along on this Saturday morning. Hope your summer is still going well. I hope your AC is not broken because you need it as we welcome you in for this hour. My name is Scott Inman, Troy Johnson to my left. John Shrewsbury to my right, Janet Walker to his right, as the Gen Wealth team assembles once again for an hour of straight talk about your retirement. And today we are talking about your retirement should be more confident. And what exactly does that mean? Is your life lacking a little confidence? We, we all should probably listen to this in all walks of life, that we should, we should probably look to boost our confidence in many areas. You know, as we were getting ready for the show, guys, I was uh, looking up some things about self-confidence. You know, how do you boost your confidence? And I, and I thought, I won't read all of these, but I found a couple of articles. There's one uh, entitled 10 Things You Can Do to Boost Your Self-Confidence. I circled a couple of them that really apply to your retirement as well. Visualize yourself as you want to be. Boy, that's a good one that we yeah. can work on too. Yeah. Question your inner critic. You know, sometimes it's a self-defeating thing that really keeps yeah. people from building the retirement dreams that they want. Set yourself up to win. That'll really walk into the planning concept here. What do you need to do to set yourself up to win? Create personal boundaries. Does that sound like mm. budgeting to you? That does. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there are some things there that we can really apply to finance as we get started on confidence. But I want to jump off today by handing off to John and Janet about this concept of your retirement should be more confident because this is a chapter in, in the book that you guys wrote, Your Retirement Should Be More. You know, really in, in the book, in the section in there, we talk about being more confident, meaning after one spouse is gone, it, are you confident that you're going to be okay moving forward in retirement? And we're really, today, we're really talking about it being more certain just in general. So having confidence that you're okay uh, as a couple, and then later on, there's that confidence that when one Social Security check goes, for example, are you okay as an individual? So there's a lot that plays into having a level of confidence with regard to your retirement. Scott, when I think about someone leaving their last job for the last time and walking out, I, th I get this visual of them just walking off of a financial cliff because they've been dependent upon a paycheck for 20, 30, 40 years since they've been in a job. And now they're dependent upon their own resources, maybe a little bit of social security, possibly a pension. But the that's got to be, I, I've not obviously experienced that because I'm still working and, and I'm not going to experience it for a little while. But that's got to be a major fear factor of just walking off a cliff financially and not having a safety net of a paycheck out there. And so for you to be more confident, you've got to think about paycheck replacement. How am I going to replace the paycheck that I've been getting on a monthly basis that pays my monthly bills and takes care of my, my needs, wants, and desires? How am I going to replace that? And that's where we're talking about planning. That's where we're talking about sitting down with an advisor and thinking through that process because we're talking about the rest of your life here, Troy. Yeah, and I think, you know, confidence really for me goes back to planning. I was sitting over here thinking, take yourself back to your college days. There were probably tests that you studied a lot for, and there may have been some tests that you didn't study very much for. <laughs> so which ones were you more confident you, going into to me? That? Are you yeah, talking, talking to me, Scott? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with the ones that uh, I, I can, you say I'm getting a feeling right now. You're just talking about that. Yeah. Walking in, not even knowing there was a test to be given. Now that's really Well, not imagine being walking confidence. into retirement if you've yes. not done any planning. Do, do you get the impression that this was a different Scott Inman when he was going to college <laughs> than it is today? He's grown and matured. Yeah. <laughs> Philosophy class. That's what it was. I, I walked see. in, didn't even know there was a test. <laughs> so you talk so, about, you talk about not philosophy, being confident. How did you feel? 
about that, Scott. <laughs> That's probably yeah. why I didn't know because I wasn't into it, right? Yeah. So when we talk about that, I think about a, uh, a couple that we just sat with in the Little Rock office, in fact. He came in to see us, and he's 64 years old, a couple of months out from 65, so almost approaching that Medicare age. He had been laid off and given a severance package, and he came to see us because that severance package was about to end at the end of the month of August, and he wanted to know if he had to go back to work or not. So he needed to get that confidence boost because he had no idea. He, he had They'd done a good job saving, and we were able to tell him that if he wanted to stay retired because he said he was getting used to that feeling of being retired, yeah. that he could stay retired. So that was what uh, transpired in the meeting room there, but it's a perfect example of why people could sit down with a financial advisor and build that plan to instill more confidence. And confidence really, as we talked about in the open, guys, is really about starting first and foremost with knowledge. And I think people sometimes when they don't have a plan, overestimate or underestimate particular aspects of their retirement. We're referring to a a study today, an annual survey actually, recently released by Nationwide Retirement Institute that finds 44% of the respondents will count on Social Security to be their main source of retirement income. And for some, it will be their only source of retirement income. 1,300 adults surveyed, they were either retired or within 10 years of retirement. So we know Social Security is going to be a main component or piece of your retirement income puzzle. 23% of those surveyed said they will rely on a pension, but fewer than one in 10 could identify the four factors used to calculate your Social Security benefit, and many overestimated how much they're likely to receive from Social Security. Well, so when you think about Social Security and and the small amount of money relative to your income that that provides you, that cannot instill a great deal of confidence. And already the media has destroyed any confidence that people have in Social Security because they basically are telling you that it's going to be broke in a few years. Right. And, And people don't understand the definition of broke when it comes to Social Security. They won't stop paying benefits. They would potentially reduce benefits by 20, 25%, but they won't stop paying benefits. But None of that, Scott, breeds any confidence about uh, the the idea that you're going to have some type of secure retirement because there's all these questions, and questions cannot possibly breed confidence. So let's give some answers because we believe that confidence comes with knowledge. So, um, Scott, you referenced that fewer than one in ten could identify the four factors that are used to calculate the Social Security benefit that a person can receive. So, Troy, what, let's talk about those benefits or how those benefits are calculated. What are fa- what's factored in? To that. Yeah, the, the four factors are going to be work history, the, the age you are when you claim, uh, when you were born, your birth year, and then your marital status. So let's talk about that work history for just a second, because how many people have you sat with that thought it was the last five years of their work? Many, especially if someone has a pension, because a lot yeah. of times pensions will be calculated on your last five or your last three or, or right. some variation of that. Yeah, so we see it very frequently. And then uh, a lot of times, another thing that, that factors into this when we talk about marital status, people don't realize what's going to happen when one of the spouses passes away. And so we look at it, and even going into retirement, if you're going into retirement and you're a widow, that factors in. If you have been married and you're divorced now, uh, that factors into the options that you have. That's why there are so many ways to claim Social Security. People just don't understand how those calculations are done. So it's very important to to just fortify yourself with knowledge, frankly. So a couple of other things. We'll talk about the birth year and age at time of claim and how that affects your Social Security benefit permanently when, if you, when you decide to claim. We're going to get those answers on the other side of the break. And we'll tell you about an opportunity to get even more answers to your Social Security questions. There's an opportunity for you to attend a GenWealth Academy workshop coming up. Next week, July 25th at 630 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock, or if you're listening in South Arkansas in El Dorado, we'll tell you how to sign up for that when we continue on the Get Ready for the Future show talking about your retirement should be more confident. There's more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after the break. Stick around. I'd be rich. Do you worry about retiring? How much is enough? Can I achieve my retirement goals? 
Hi, I'm Scott Inman for Genwell Financial Advisors, and we've been helping Arkansans retire for 14 years. Get answers in less time than it takes to check social media. Visit 15minuteretirement.com, and we'll gather some information, analyze your success rate, and provide the coaching for any needed changes. Type 15minuteretirement.com to get started on your 15-minute retirement checkup today. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. For our radio listeners coming up on the Get Ready for the Future show, we'll be talking about where we are in the markets as far as this long 10-year bull market is concerned. And John, it has been a mostly upward trend, and that has everyone constantly asking, when are we going to go into a prolonged retraction? And we still always go back to the fundamentals. And it's a big, big time when it comes to the S&P 500 right now in determining what those fundamentals are. Yeah, earnings is a big part of the fundamental picture on any investment uh, research team's uh, plate. They always look at what the earnings are doing and what have you. And it's interesting, Scott, it's a a little bit different dynamic. To us, either a company's making money or not making money, it's either making or losing money. But research people always want people, uh, companies to make more and more money. And so they're looking right now at the S&P 500 companies and they're looking at earnings growth mm-hmm. which is different than profit or loss right it's a year-over-year measurement and when you think about what earnings have been doing in the market over the last year or so they've been really growing i mean we're talking double digit year-over-year growth and we do expect that to start receding now again that doesn't mean companies are losing money or they're not uh, they're not growing it just means they are not continuing the pace of growth that they had been at. Yeah. So when you take a look at, at you know, the earnings situation for the second quarter of 2019, we've got uh, roughly about somewhere in the neighborhood of 20% of the companies that have reported uh, as of this broadcast. And so more are going to be coming in and analysts are looking at this and they're really expecting what they call an uninspiring uh, amount of earnings. Actually, they're actually looking at about a 3% reduction in growth on earnings of the S&P 500 compared to to the second quarter of 2018. Now, let's put that in context, however. The second quarter of 2018, uh, companies recorded 25% earnings growth from the same time in 2017. And that quarter grew about 10% more than 2016. So you get the picture here. You just can't keep growing and growing double-digit rates of growth over time. Things are going to pause. And that's what I see that we're doing right now if these earnings predictions hold up is that we're kind of taking a breath, kind of taking a pause in the projected growth of earnings. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but that is going to pretend some volatility on the market. And if it's a technology company, those expectations are even uh, greater that the decline will be even greater. So overall, the big picture here is is that things could be slowing down. And and we still believe uh, with the guidance from LPL research that we've really achieved much of the growth for 2019 already. So the back half of the year, we could see more volatility and we may not see uh, the range, the index is range much higher than where we are right now. Yeah. And because of that, we're taking a very close look here at Genwealth Financial Advisors at reallocating some portfolios to be a little bit more defensive and be in a position where if we do have a downturn in the market, we've got some available capital in our portfolios that we can take advantage of that and actually go in at a lower level. And hopefully when the markets rebound, we've actually made money in that type of situation. We'll be looking at that in more detail as time goes on, but we're paying really Real close attention to the earnings season. Now, our friends at LPL Research are saying that they actually expect a, a little bit more optimistic earnings uh, picture, maybe uh, two or three, maybe four percent earnings growth uh, year over year over second quarter. We'll see how all that plays out. Right now, most of the analysts are are really being very tepid about earnings for the 500 for the second quarter of 18. That's a look at the fastest four minutes in investing. Thanks for watching on social media and listening on the Get Ready for the Future show. Our radio program continues right after this commercial break. Are you following us on social media? Search for GenWealth on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at GenWealthFA so you don't miss out on behind-the-scenes photos, money tips, and informational videos. 
The Get Ready for the Future show will be back after this. Do you have a burning question? Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, location, and question to get a response on the air from the GenWealth team. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. In many respects, the month of July is Social Security Month at GenWealth, and we have already conducted one of our three Social Security workshops. We did it in Conway earlier this week. I want to say thanks to everyone who came out in attendance there. We had a good room, filled the room at Mike's place, had a great dinner, great education. Uh, I think there were a lot of good questions. And as we've talked about on this show before, our Social Security workshops in particular are more Q&A sessions than than lectures for sure. Stephanie Smith, uh, one of the presenters, she'll be presenting at the Social Security workshop coming up next week, uh, next couple of weeks. Actually, it's this coming week, right? July 25th at 6.30 at Crown Plaza in Little Rock and also July 30th at 6.30 at the El Dorado Events Center. Go to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events to sign up. It's a free workshop. And Stephanie, if you haven't heard us talk about her before or heard her on the radio, was a 27-year veteran of the Social Security Administration. She's now part of the Gen Wealth team, but she knows the ins and outs of the Social Security Administration and, and cannot be stumped. I'm going to go ahead and say that. She cannot <laughs> be stumped because there were, there were some tough questions thrown at her, uh, and she gets her easel going and starts drawing up some figures and compares income numbers to spousal benefits, divorce benefits, widow or widower's benefits. There's really nothing that she can't talk about. So any questions that you have on your mind about Social Security, uh, it'd be a good idea to go ahead and get signed up for one of those workshops. Again, July 25th, Crown Plaza, Little Rock, 630. July 30th, 630 at the El Dorado Event Center. And we're talking about Social Security a little bit today as we talk about your retirement should be more confident. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about the fact that that confidence uh, comes from education. And one of the things in the study that I was really startled by, Janet, is the fact that 26% of the people surveyed say they believe that if they claim Social Security early, that their benefit will go up when they reach full retirement age. Troy and I were actually talking about that as we were preparing for the show. And and he said, he said, yeah, I mean, I get it. Because when you look at the statement, it says age 62, this amount, and then whatever their full retirement age, let's say around age 66, age 66, this amount. So, okay, if I can start getting into 62 and then it's going to go up. Well, no, it, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's like you're locking in your, think about when you get hired at a job, you're locking in that initial salary, and then you're going to get ever so slight, small incremental raises over time, but you're not going to four years later just be like, oh, hey, look what I'm making now. You know, that's not the way it works. You lock it in whenever you start. So if you start it early, you're locking in, frankly, even a smaller cost of living adjustment because whatever the percentage is, let's say that we're lucky enough enough to get a a 2% cost of living adjustment, it's 2% off of a smaller number than what it would have been if you had delayed that benefit until age 66. And we're not saying it's, it's always better to delay. We, we run an analysis for every one of our retirees to compare all the different social security strategies. There are lots of different approaches to use. The decision for social security cannot be made in a vacuum. It is so important to look at all the other factors that you have going on. For example, some people will get from their pension, they'll get a supplement until they turn age 65, and then that supplement stops. Well, that might be a good time to go ahead and take Social Security at that point, but there are so many other factors that have to be considered. Yeah, I'll have to say, Scott, that as you know, people come into the office and, and they have this preconceived idea. As a matter of fact, they come in and they're just determined. I'm going to take Social Security at this age. That's they, They've already purposed to do that. But then when we sit down and we actually educate them and help them to understand in context how Social Security plays into your overall retirement pro- program, a lot of times they begin to change their mind about when they're going to take Social Security. It's kind of like that whole idea that if you only know this much about something, you form an opinion about it. But mm-hmm. now if you know this much about something, and I'm widening my hands wider for the folks on the radio – uh, that then you all already know way more than you did before, and you might actually form a different opinion about it. Yeah, another thing that's uh, I think misconception, and I noticed this in the room in Conway the other night, was that maybe even your your birth year determines your full retirement age, and a lot of people may not understand when their full retirement benefit 
is if you're born between 1943 and 1954, it's 66, right? So a lot of people are 66, but and they're approaching that age, right? So the, the tail end of that, the tail end of the people who are going to get their full retirement benefit at 66, we're about to move into nobody is in that range anymore right. Right. because they're 65 now. If you're born anywhere between 1954 and 1960, it starts to go up a couple of months each year. And then if you're born after 1960, it's 67 for the rest of right. us. That makes it easy. If you're born after 1960, at least for now, yes. that 67 right. is your full retirement age. But a lot of people in the room was were not really clear on that. Well, Troy, and even think about this, the, the misnomer of full retirement age. Mm-hmm. It's really right. not full because you get more right. if you retire and draw your Social Security at 70 than you do at 66. Yeah, 70 is going to be your, your true max that you can get from Social Security. The other thing is, you know, we've we've talked about how there's a lack of confidence in the Social Security Administration and the whole system there. But, you know, on one hand, this survey points out that there's actually a little bit of overconfidence. Yeah. This survey also shows that of the people surveyed, they expected to receive uh, $1,805 per month on average. But if you look at the people who are currently on Social Security benefit, the true average that people are receiving is $1,408 per month. And that's a 28% difference. That's so difference. the other thing you don't want to get into is you need to know what you're going to receive from Social Security. You don't want to be planning on, you know, eight hundred or $1,800 a month and then get to retirement and find out you're really only getting $1,400 a month. Well, and, and when you talk about, you know, the, the expectations being different on what they're actually going to get versus, you know, what their expectations were originally. And so many times they're off. I think also we've got to think about when one spouse goes, you've got to know that your household is okay. And this is getting away from, uh, you know, fully focusing on the social security element, but looking at it in the context of everything else, realizing fully that that smaller social security check at some point is going to stop. It doesn't matter if it's the husband's or the wife's, whoever goes first, the smaller amount of money is going to stop coming into the household. The question is, now what? Is that going to be okay for the surviving spouse financially? Do you have a written plan for when that happens? So as I'm listening to our conversation over the last segment and a half here, if I were a listener, I think I'd be like covering my ears going, ah, I can't. <laughs> Too have, much information. Well, it, it's just so, you know, overwhelming. Yeah. There's so many possibilities. So what's the answer? Mm-hmm. Well, the answer is obvious in this in this survey as well, because the survey takes a look at clients who work with financial advisors. They are less likely to claim their benefits early because they have in context, here's how Social Security works with the rest of your assets. They're also, uh, they also tend to receive larger benefits as a result of waiting to claim, and they report receiving 15% more in benefits than those who do not work with a financial advisor. So, Scott, the, the confidence level is in knowledge, but the confidence level is having applied knowledge, I think. I, you can have all the knowledge in the world. And yeah. I've, I've said for years that, you know, knowledge is not necessarily action and not necessarily proper application because, look, you can find out anything on the internet. You can find mm-hmm. out things that are wrong, things that are right, and and you certainly don't have contextual knowledge right. on the internet. Here at Gen Wealth, it is all contextual. It's all about your situation. What is your situation and how do we apply the facts to your situation? And that can lead to some good outcomes. And as Stephanie points out in the Social Security Workshop, you won't get contextual information from the Social Security Administration either. They're not going to be able to offer you an opinion about your unique circumstances. When we build a financial plan, a retirement income plan for our clients, it's going to include a social security analysis in there. And there's a reason. It's not It's not just uh, by chance that we started talking about social security first. That's the foundation. We've yeah. got to figure out that number. What is your social security benefit going to be? Because we talk about it, Troy, it's like building your retirement house. Your retirement income plan is like a house and laying the foundation starts with knowing your social security benefit and then goes from there. Right. So when we look at that foundation, we want to look at what are your, you know, quote unquote, guaranteed sources of income coming in. And we would lump in social security and pensions into that. So you're right. We do start with social security. It may not be a huge dollar amount per month, 
But the fact that it's going to come to your mailbox mm-hmm. every month is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Scott, in our neighborhood, they've been building a couple of houses, one right beside my house and one right down the street as you're coming out of your house and, and going out of the neighborhood. You, you run almost right into that uh, second house there. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting. You know, they, they started with the foundations. And then they kind of stopped and let those foundations kind of curate and, and, and you know, get Settle. settled yeah. and hardened up and everything before they uh, built the rest of the house. But I would walk by those houses if I was walking the dog or something like that. And I'd look at that and I'd go, I wonder what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is true as far as your overall retirement is concerned. You may know a dollar amount of your Social Security at certain ages. But what does that really look like in the context of everything else that is going to go on top of that Social Security income? You don't have any idea by looking at a foundation what a house is going to look like. Because the one that went up right next to me, I was going, that's eh, probably going to look real goofy. But it really looks good. You know, the, the foundation was a, kind of a strange looking foundation. But when they actually get the context of everything yeah. going, uh, you know, together there, then all of a sudden it becomes really good as far as the appearance of the house and everything is concerned. And that is what you need to know about building a retirement income plan as opposed to just knowing your number in Social Security. I'm sure it was probably bigger than you thought it was when they laid the foundation too. Doesn't a house always look bigger when the actual oh, yeah, yeah. lumber yes, gets in there? Yes. Just, just a concrete slab. But the first part of our uh, analysis includes a required income gap analysis. Because when you talk about bolstering that foundation, is Social Security going to be enough to cover your required income needs in retirement. I think about when I built a house 13 years ago, my dad helped me oversee that. He'd been in concrete construction all of his life, uh, so he knew how to build a strong foundation. And he, We had a uh, slab foundation and then uh, concrete blocks to build up a walkout basement. And he began, we had, to, we had to fill some of those concrete blocks with concrete. And the plans called for a certain amount of concrete to fill those blocks, but dad put more in because he said, this is the most important thing. If you don't get this right, nothing else matters. So we added concrete into those blocks. Our foundation, my foundation of my home needed to be bolstered. And that's really the first step from our standpoint is, does your required income need to be bolstered with a portion of your assets? And we'll talk a little bit about how we do that and then get to the fun part of the house because there's really not much fun to look at when you just stare at a foundation. It's the framing. It's the desired income, as we call it, where the memories are made in your retirement. That's where we'll go into next as the Get Ready for the Future show continues. Talking about your retirement should be more confident. We'll be right back. Your retirement should be more. More what? More than just investments. More about you. Find out more when the Get Ready for the Future show returns. Meet the GenWealth team in person at our GenWealth Academy workshops happening in your area. For more information, visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events. Now, back to the show. The importance of competence. That's the theme of today's Get Ready for the Future show. We believe your retirement should be more confident. And that is one of the chapters in John and Janet's book entitled, Your Retirement Should Be More. Each chapter in that book is more something, more personal, more dependable, more strategic, more certain, more prepared, more purposeful, more confident, more wise. This is a really good read. It's a quick read. Uh, it's only what 120 some odd pages. I always look at the end of the book and see. You We're know, not that complicated. <laughs> yeah, big print. There's even some illustrations in there. It, it's a it's a great opportunity for you to kind of gain some uh, some some strategies, some thoughts, some education about your retirement. If you'd like to get that book, there are many ways to do it, but there's one way to do it free right now. We're going to give away a copy of Your Retirement Should Be More to the first five people who email us right now. So if you're listening to the show on the radio right now, get out to your computer and type in info at getreadyforthefuture.com. And if you're one of the first five people to hit our inbox with that email right now, we will send you a copy free of Your Retirement Should Be More. You can tell that this was co-written, at least, by someone who did not like long book reports when he was in school. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Short book, you know, short report. We're in right. good shape. That, that's pretty easy. Uh, you, you know, frankly, I mean, we kind of joke about it, but frankly, 
we don't believe your retirement has to be as complicated as many people make it feel. You know, yeah. it, it really, I know it may look that way on the outside, but it, it really does not have to be that way. And we, we talk about, we have a phrase around the office called 10 to 2. You know, we could use industry jargon and talk at a level 10 all day, every day, just like you could in your job. And if I came to you, wherever you work, whatever you do, you could lose me in an industry level conversation pretty quickly. That's not the point. The point is not to lose. The point is to educate. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing we did in this book, that it it is what we call a 10 to 2 level conversation. So we've taken that down to, on a scale of 1 to 10, a level 2, because that's where people outside of the industry need to hear it. And it really should not be complicated. For me, one of the big payoffs when people come into our office and they are just overwhelmed and confused about retirement and Mm -hmm. concerned about it and everything, we go through the education process. We go through the GenWealth Ready to Retire process, and you can begin to see a change in them. And you can begin to see that they become okay, I get it. I I understand more about what we're doing. Now, people obviously at the end of the day have different levels of understanding when we're finished. It's not just this, you know, you walk in and oh, the, the, the clouds part and the sun rays come through or anything like that. But it is a process that you go through and each person kind of goes through it a little bit differently, but the end result is becoming more confident about where your money's going to come from, how you're going to pay the bills in retirement, and how you're going to have fun in retirement as well. I think about a client that we just recently retired from Farm Bureau, John, and you and I sat with her, and she said she'd interviewed four financial advisors, and she said she was this. We were the only one that she actually understood. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that. <laughs> well, that is that ten to two. Yes, uh, that yeah. is definitely what it is. And yeah. and you notice in this program as we kind of take you through the steps of the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, we do not talk about investments until the end, right? Yeah. We're talking about building your retirement income plan, and we have used the analogy so far about building your retirement income house. We've talked about the foundation. Social Security is part of that foundation, but if there is a gap, we have to build in enough guaranteed income, Troy, to fill that gap. Right. So we'll look at your assets. And like you said, if there is a gap, we'll decide how much of those total assets need to be used to fill that gap. So once we've got that foundation taken care of, then we can kind of move to the fun part. Mm -hmm. Because remember, that foundation is just, you know, what does it take just to pay all the required expenses, Um, eat, transportation, all that good stuff. So then we get to move on to the actual living area Mm -hmm. of the house. And that's what we call desired income. Mm -hmm. That's what do you want to do in retirement? Do you want to spend money on the grandkids, go fishing? Do you hunt? Do you golf? What is it that you want to spend your time doing? We need to plan for that because while the foundation is very, very important, this is the fun part. Yeah. I've become fond of saying some people want to go to Paris, France. Some people want to go to Paris, Arkansas. So that desired income number varies greatly. And, And some of that they understand because of what they've saved all their lives too, what they're going to be able to do. But that is, those are the two components of your monthly income. Your required income, we set it apart from your desired income, what you have to have and what you want to have. And then that's where the investment strategy is built, John. You have to start building that investment strategy to last, but you also have to build in raises during retirement. That's where the raises are going to come from is in your desired income. Absolutely. And you've got to start with a strategy about your investment. It's not really about the investment itself. It is about how you apply that investment to the overall scheme of things in your retirement. And so when you think about retirement income planning, the thing that you always want to think about is having a reserve bucket of money and being invested very conservatively. And that is where you will draw your income from in retirement. Now, secondarily to that, you've got to have a growth bucket of money and let that money grow as you are going to need those inflation increases. And that's where that inflation increase is going to come from is from the growth investments. But that reserve bucket buys you time to allow that growth bucket to, to 
to grow and to go through the ups and downs of the market that we all know are out there. We all know that the volatility is coming around again. All of those things put you in a position of being maybe fearful of drawing money out of that bucket because you don't want to sell something at the wrong time and deplete that asset. So the reserve bucket, uh, the, the fixed income bucket, if you will, is going to give you that time that's necessary to allow that growth to happen long term in your growth oriented investments. And that's a real simplistic view of it. But that's essentially the strategy that we execute in the desired income area. And that allows us to program in inflation increases uh, throughout the, the entire scope of your retirement to help you keep pace with the rising cost of living. So when you think about those time segmented buckets, you're talking about really not having a ton of stock exposure, equity exposure for the money that you're going to be spending in the first 15 years of retirement. So let's go through what's happened in the last 15 years. Well, you go back to 2008, right? So if, yeah. you, if you were walking into retirement with the GenWealth, having gone through the GenWealth Ready to Retire process and having your retirement plan in place and 2008 happens, well, it happened to your back end buckets. Right. And that was now 11 years ago. So again, 15 years. Think about where we are in the market. What would your back end buckets look like if in day one of retirement, 2008 happened? And now 11 years later, look where the stock market is. The market's up 300 plus percent. And the real key there is you didn't have to draw any money from that back end bucket, right. the equity bucket during 2008. That's the thing that people don't understand that kills you in retirement is making a, a, a sale of an asset at a point lower than what you bought it at. Mm -hmm. Nobody would really want to do that. But you've got to have reserve money to, to buffer that, if you will. So when you go through 2008, you've got time for the economy to bounce back and hopefully recover back to a normal rate of return. It's about two things, consistent income and controlling when you sell. And that's what this investment strategy is built on because it is built to attack three risks, three risks in retirement that we talk about, John, that everybody will face. Yeah, you, you've got the inflation risk. We all know that, that prices are going to be more expensive uh, in the future than they are now. And if you do not have a plan for increasing your retirement income throughout your retirement, you're going to put yourself behind the eight ball sooner or later. You know that prices are going to go up. And if you have a fixed income, you're actually going to be able to spend less and less money on the things that you want to do because the things that you need to do are going to be more and more expensive. So that's the way that you've got to look at that from a inflation standpoint. Secondly, Janet, when you think about uh, the, the risk in retirement, longevity yes. is one of those. That is basically the threat of outliving your money. And, you know, that's something that's just continuing to become more and more important. Frankly, our longevity is increasing. Uh, we've talked about on the show that when each of my children were born, when the doctor handed them to me for the first time, he said, you know, barring some crazy whatever, you know, medically, your child will live to be 100 years old. And, you know, my parents were not told that when I was born. But I was definitely told that when my children were born. And so this this longevity challenge in retirement planning is something that you can't avoid. You've got to think about it doesn't matter how long your parents lived, how long your grandparents lived, unless they did live a long time. Obviously, then that contributes even more. But you may live, you know, a decade or more beyond how how long your parents lived. So don't just assume you're not going to be here. You've got to have money as long as you've got oxygen in your lungs. And the third issue that you've got to deal with is, is the whole issue of volatility in the market and the sequence in which that happens relative to your retirement date. We talked about 2008. If you mm -hmm. retired in 2007 and you didn't have a strategy to deal with sequence risk, then you probably tailspin your portfolio in 2008 and beyond. But the, the whole idea of the, the sequence risk is that if you have a sequence of negative returns, early on in your retirement, it can run you completely out of money if you're not careful in, in the later years of your retirement. There's an example that we use in one of our workshops that a guy that retired at the same time another guy did, he took sequence risk uh, on the nose, so to speak. He, he had negative returns early on, ran out of money in 17 or 18 years. The other guy had positive returns early on, actually had double the money that he started his retirement with. And those are real examples that we go through in that workshop. 
So the sequence risk, the longevity risk, the inflation risk, all of those things are big risk in retirement. And you've got to have a plan to be able to deal with each one of those. And that example you're talking about was in a what is thought to be a quote unquote conservative portfolio, 60-40 mix and withdrawing out of that 60-40 mix. And that's not how we plan through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. And, you know, I think about, too, uh, when you look at the way uh, that retirement strategy is built, I'm envisioning that sequence risk, Troy, where we are in the markets right now. We've seen chart after chart. We've been going upwards for 10 plus years, uh, market highs, all time highs every time we come to work eventually we're going to go back down because all market cycles do. Yeah. And you can show any, you know, any six-year-old the graph of the S&P 500 since its inception and say, you know, draw the next line. Where is it going to go? And it goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down. And right now it's way up. So where do you think they're going to draw the line? Yeah. Down. Yeah, it's going down and next. That's yeah. about as 10 to 2 as you can get right that's there. Right. It that's goes right. Up, it goes down. We know that it goes down. So doesn't your retirement strategy need to prepare for the likelihood of a market downturn? I'll say this. If you're not prepared, I don't know how you have confidence that's understanding right. that, that picture. And if you are prepared, then at least that does give you at least some degree of confidence about the future. If you'd like to learn more, we'll tell you how to set up an appointment with the Gen Wealth Advisor when we come back from this commercial break. The Get Ready for the Future show continues talking about your retirement should be more confident. We'll be right back. Want to know what goes on in the studio? During this break, go subscribe to the Gen Wealth Financial Advisors YouTube channel and get all the straight talk on retirement, investments, and your money. A smarter, simpler, more personal approach to retirement continues with the Get Ready for the Future show. In the home stretch of today's Get Ready for the Future show, if at any point in time you'd like to hear the program again, or if you missed part of today's program, check us out on iTunes or Stitcher. Follow our podcast. All the Get Ready for the Future show broadcasts wind up there, and you can check them out via podcast to re-listen or listen for the first time to some of the shows that you may have missed. The new GetReadyForTheFuture.com has all of our podcasts, all of our our shows, our our historical shows are listed on the radio section of the new GetReadyForTheFuture.com. Go check it out. It's a great website. Uh, Really does tell the story about wherever you are in the whole journey to retirement. Maybe you're just getting started or maybe you're balancing work and life or maybe you're ready for what's next as far as retirement is concerned. We've got a section of that website that will help educate you and will help you to understand the challenge that you face. If you'd like to talk to a Gen Wealth advisor, here's how to do it. You can pick up the phone and call 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. You can do that now. And that is our main office number in Bryant, but it will get you in touch with our outer offices as well. We have offices in Bryant, Little Rock. Hot Springs, El Dorado, and Northwest Louisiana. There's an advisor near you if you're hearing the broadcast today. You can also reach out via email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Anna Olive is our client introductory specialist. She will give you a call and match you with a financial advisor to best meet your needs. And not just one financial advisor, we might point out too. As we talk about making your retirement more confident, we have really grown the Gen Wealth team over the last a year or so, the last couple of years, or I guess you could pick any time frame. We're now uh, 14 years old, right? That's yes. 14 years old. John and Janet started the company in 2005. I came in in 2016. And if I remember correctly, that three, a little more than three years ago, I think I was uh, team member number 20. And now we're where? It's probably about right. We're, we're a little 30, over 30. A little over yeah. 30. Yeah. Uh, advisor-wise, we're at 10 to 12. 12. 12. 12 advisors. And we have really developed a team approach. Most of the time, most of the time when you come in to meet with an advisor, you're going to get two of them in that meeting room. Yeah, it's, it's really important, especially for our retired clients. Oftentimes they look at me as, as the older advisor on the team and uh, they go, okay, so what happens if something happens to you? And and, and when you retire, yes. you know, the, I mean, you know, when, when you're looking for, uh, when we talk about looking for an advisor with gray hair, you got to realize that the people with gray hair are at some point going to retire. And that includes me, that includes John, that includes Scott at some point as well. So what's the game plan? what's going to happen with your plan when your advisor retires? And that's one of the reasons that we work in teams. But, you know, prior to that, 
frankly, none of us is guaranteed tomorrow. We may or may not be here the next day, but even just basic things like vacations, you know, family emergencies that happen from time to time, if your one singular advisor is out at the Gen Wealth team, guess what? You've already got somebody else who knows your plan just as well as that advisor does. And the cool thing is, is that our younger advisors have grown up at Gen Wealth and yes. grown up with our clients and really do have a, a wealth of knowledge about what's going on. And so it's it's what you would call bench depth. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Scott, obviously, uh, we're getting ready to move into football season. Uh, the SEC media days were this past week. And I know that uh, one of the big concerns of the Razorbacks right now is the depth at linebacker and and chad morris is looking to go okay who are we going to get at linebacker if somebody gets hurt well you got to think about that for as far as your financial plan your retirement is concerned what happens if somebody is out of the picture as far as your retirement team is concerned What's the next man or woman up? Who Who is going to be stepping into that, that role? Or who's there for you in a temporary situation? If the guy's just out of the office, who's there when you need them? We've got that situation pretty well cornered here at GenWealth. I said when it comes to football for years, the reason it's hard to beat Alabama and LSU is not because you can't get those first string guys to match them. It's because the second and third string guys aren't as good. That's right. They could start on Alabama and LSU. Well, let me just say that our second and third string guys are just just as good as Janet and I are, and, yes. and we've got the most you know time on the team. But these guys have have sat really elbow to elbow with us for years, learning what's going on. And uh, you know they were pretty smart folks when they came here, and then that's only grown over this time. So that team approach is a big advantage that I think that people can take advantage of if they come to Gen Wealth to get help for their retirement. And one of the reasons that John and Janet have emphasized that in building this team is the relationship is built to continue with you, with our clients. When you build that plan and we hand you that three ring binder, we don't just say good luck. We implement the plan and we continue to update the plan. We track the investments, Troy, but also we know that life is going to happen. Yeah, the plan has to be managed continually because things are going to change throughout your retirement. Mm -hmm. Um, You may get in a situation where you need a little bit more income for a period of time or you may need less income for a little while. That changes your plan throughout retirement. And then there's other things like making sure you uh, take all your RMDs. That's a big deal to people who are in that age band. just so everyone's aware out there, if you were to miss an RMD or miss a portion of your RMD, the penalty on that is 50% of what you didn't take. Mm-hmm. That can really be a big hit to your retirement plan. Scott, let's let's talk about the sad fact of, of our profession. Uh, there is a significant majority of people in our profession that are transactional uh, yes. folks. They, it's a one and done type thing. You walk in, you give them their your money, they put it in some investments, and you're lucky to hear from them again. And they, they certainly don't give you a written plan. It's all about the investment, and it's whatever the hot dot is at that particular point in time, and that relationship is at that particular point. We've had people, Janet, come in, and they hadn't seen their advisor in 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, two or three stories on this. I've had I've had a couple of um, people come in just in the past couple of weeks, multimillionaires, both of them, and and they have you know they've spent a lifetime literally accumulating. It's not like they were born into money. They've spent a lifetime of making good choices one day at a time, and they've gotten uh, to where they have gotten by working very hard and making those wise choices. And so when it has come time now to retire, they have gone to several people to talk to them about about retirement. We were one among several for both of these people. And what we discovered in the conversation is that in the other visits that they've had, they've expressed to us, I felt like I was being sold something. I felt like I didn't matter as an individual. I felt like, you know, and it's all, it it was all not about them. It was about product. Mm-hmm. And we, we're we not going to talk with you on the first appointment about a specific product because it's about you. We've got to understand you. John, you've got a phrase you've used uh, since we formed the company, frankly, that prescription without diagnosis is yeah. malpractice. Yes, and when you think about if you went into a doctor and you held your hand over your heart, 
And he said, Doc, it hurts here. And the doctor immediately started writing out a prescription. Well, you might have heartburn or you might be having a heart attack. That doctor needs to get more information before he can diagnose and prescribe. The same is true of an advisor. We're not going to diagnose and prescribe on the first appointment. We need to understand your situation. And then that's that will lead to a diagnosis and the plan, the written plan, and from that written plan, that will lead to your prescription, if you will, your specific products that you need to deal with that diagnosis. It goes back to three simple words, smarter, simpler, more personal. That's what we do at GenWealth. Uh, Smarter because it's it's a plan as opposed to a product. Right. Simpler because we take that from 10 to 2. We actually uh, explain things to you and get you to understand it. And it's more personal because it is all about you and your plans in retirement. Almost all advisors have access to the same tool chest, right? But are they pulling out a hammer when you need a screwdriver? Yeah. That's the difference is we need yeah. to understand you. We need to build your plan before we know what tool fits into that plan. And that's why we don't talk about investments in that first appointment. If you'd like to set that first appointment, we'd also mention it is complimentary. It does not cost you anything but about an hour and a half of your time. And that's just a discussion with a financial advisor here at GenWealth to kind of talk about your situation. We'll talk about things that we've talked about on this program today. Required income, desired income, legacy concerns. What do you want to pass on to your children? What are your desires in retirement? And then we'll go to work building that retirement income plan between appointment one and appointment two. So if you want to pick up the phone and do that, 501 653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. Or you can email us info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Take that first step to walk through the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. If you'd also like to join us on our GenWealth Academy workshops, we've got a couple of them coming up before the end of the month. They're both focused on Social Security. July 25th at 630 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. And July 30th at 6.30 at the El Dorado Event Center. Both of those free to attend. You can sign up by going to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events. Again, our uh, team member Stephanie Smith is presenting in both of those workshops. We just finished one in Conway earlier in the week. She has joined the team now. How long has she been here? About She's been here about, about six months. Or six so. months. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, she, she was around, but not officially with us until, until January. That's okay. that's why you're thinking about that. Yeah. She just recently retired uh, from the Social Security Administration, was a 27-year veteran. So she's our Social Security go-to. Absolutely. And Scott, let me let me go back to the GenWealth Ready to Retire process for just a moment. You know, I've got a lot of traveling to do over the next uh, month or so. We've got a lot of conferences and things that we're attending. And every time I think about a journey, I think about just getting started. You know, you got to get all your stuff together and you got to get out the door and get to the airport on time and everything. And that's a hassle. Mm-hmm. But once I'm on the journey, then it's great. I, I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy going places. I enjoy seeing people. It, it is that first couple of steps that are the biggest overcome uh, a hurdle to overcome. I want to encourage people listening today to just make the step. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. It will get way easier from there. Uh, if you just give us a call and get this process started, that's what's important in your journey to retirement is getting started in the right direction. Your retirement should be more confident. Take a step today to make that happen. That's all the time we have for this week's show. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. Thank you.